Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very, very much. And uh, let me address a couple of things. Uh, first of all, we're going to have... Um, First of all, we're going to have, well, first, let me just say, I want to finish up uh, the question that Ann had. Uh, we ran out of time. She did not stay on the phone. Uh, I know what I wanted to mention. I don't have any calls right now. I've cleared out all the calls at the end of the hour, and we ran out of time. Uh, I was talking to Ann, so I need to give you the number. That would be the first thing. 888-787-KLIF. 888-787-5543. So, please, I have three open lines. I'd like to see three full lines in just a minute. 888-787-5543. And uh, I know that you're saying to yourself, well, you'd like that, but people don't always get what they'd like. <laughs> it's it's real world, Neil. But I really could use some phone calls, so please call now. I know everybody's very busy right now. It's a beautiful day. So, um, And this hour is sponsored by Ace Hardware, and so I, I do hope that you'll get into Ace and, and let them know that you appreciate that sponsorship. That means a lot to them. It means a huge amount to me. So uh, that's the case with all of my advertisers, but most especially the, the ones who pay to sponsor the entire hour. Oh, goodness. Uh, so 888-787-5543 is the phone number. Um so I will uh, finish up with what I was saying to Ann, um, and I said this an hour ago. I'll, I'll say it again because it, it bears repeating. This has to do um, with uh, pre-emergent weed killers. Uh, because we have had, I've never had a, a, a late winter, early spring. I've never, I've been here 52 years, and we have never experienced one quite like this where we had cold weather come in on Thursdays week after week after week. I mean, significantly cold weather that, that kept the weeds from getting a start. Crabgrass and graspers, I think you're okay to put out your pre-emergent weed killer this weekend in the next uh, five or seven days. I'd try to do it this weekend if you can, uh, just because it's been so cold that, that they have not germinated. It was cold last night. But you need to get it done right away next week, certainly. So that would be uh, either uh, Dimension or Holtz or Baylan. Dimension, D-I-M-E-N-S-I-O-N, conventional spelling. Holtz, H-A-L-T-S, conventional spelling, or Baylan, B-A-L-A-N. I guess that's conventional spelling only for Baylan. <laughs> Those are all granules. You choose any one of them and apply them to any kind of lawn grass. They're okay around trees and shrubs. <clears throat> they don't uh, impact the, the plants that are growing. Your lawn needs to have been in for one winter, which it would be now. Um, and you do need to repeat the application 90 days from now because crabgrass and graspers uh, can germinate anytime between now and August. And those uh, weed killers are effective. Those granules are effective for about 100 days. And that puts you into early June. Well, then you could get some germination in June and still have crabgrass and graspers by the end of the summer. So that's why you have that booster shot, that second uh, uh, application. So um, that covers it. It's, it's okay. I've never made this recommendation on the 19th of, uh, of March before. But this year is so atypical that I think it's still okay. Normally I say between the 5th and 15th. Now I'm saying it's okay the 19th and maybe even up to about the 25th. So 10 days late, I think we'll be fine. Now, when Ann called, she gave uh, Mike Bass, my, my producer and, and phone screener, the uh, fact that she wanted some help with the bubbler soaker. Mike, was that the, uh, the, the bubbler that goes on the end of the hose or a soaker hose? All right, the water bubbler is a thing the size of a man's fist, and it has holes about the size of a pencil eraser, big holes in it. There are a lot of them. I've never counted them, but 50 or 75 of them. And it allows you to have the water going at full volume, 
and it just uh, comes out. Uh, it doesn't wash the soil away. If you didn't have it on the end of the hose, you would be blasting the, the soil away from your, your plants. It's a really handy tool. It's not a water breaker like a shower head. It's even better than that for putting a lot of water out in a hurry if you're watering a new tree or shrub. I, I can't imagine gardening without both of those. Uh, the water breaker for spraying over an area, maybe a newly seeded area, uh, by hand, or a bubbler for watering a new five-gallon plant that I had set out and I want to hand, water by hand for a whole year. Uh, so, uh, And they're available. A few uh, garden centers, hardware stores uh, have them, um, and if need be, they can order them for you. Um, this hour, both hours, sponsored by Ace Hardware. I don't see them in, in all the Ace Hardware stores. don't see them in very many of them, but I think they can order them for you. But it's called a water bubbler. I've put it on my website. I've put it in eGarden several times. Um, you, can, you can find them. So you may have to search online. I hope not. I hope you can get it through Ace. So that's what we have. The... Uh, all of what you've just heard is sponsored by Baylor Scott & White Health. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy. I'd like to take some time to talk about another group of incredibly hardworking people. These are the people who keep us happy and healthy and have done so for two years and a week now. They are our beloved health care workers who have been out there on the front line. They have had the hardest job of all. And I, personally, I feel like we owe each and every one of them a giant thank you. We need to say thank you for never giving in during the pandemic and thank you for never settling for good enough. You've tried your best to keep all of us healthy and, and well through this time. It hadn't been easy. And we're pretty hard-headed. Have you noticed? COVID has made it especially difficult for you, and we appreciate your showing up every day and giving us every ounce of your energy. To you, my listener, remember there still are plenty of ways we can show our appreciation to the front line. Need to get vaccinated. That fourth booster is coming along here before long. Uh, both of the uh, major manufacturers have asked for uh, authorization for the fourth uh, uh, shot. Wear your mask as well. It's okay. It, it's wonderful to see those people who are still wearing masks when they're in, in, in crowds. These are great ways to show your support and share the messages on social media. One more big thank you to Baylor Scott & White Health, especially to the front line of Baylor Scott & White Health and elsewhere for that matter, for all that you have done to keep us all safe. So join me in saying thank you. Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Weber Grill products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, my friend JJ. He is a leader in that group of, uh, of store owners. We thank him. All right, let's uh, go to Lee in Pecan Plantation near Granbury. Lee, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, Neil. How can well, I? I would like, well, I'd like to hear your recommendation for some shrubs in my backyard. Uh, specifically, I'm looking, number one, for some privacy. They will primarily go up against the, uh, my fence in the back. Uh, I'd like for them to be evergreen because I do have a pool in my backyard, so something that wouldn't be shedding anything. And, you know, something's going to get, um, I'd say at least, you know, about six feet tall for privacy purposes. And I might add, I have a couple of Nellies on my property right now, and they're doing okay. But my soil is just all clay. You would think a place like we're at where the Brazos River wraps around us that, you know, our soil would be a little better. But it's it's just it's not so great. It's pretty much all clay. So I've kind of nixed the Nellies. So Anyway, I just you know wanted to hear your recommendation concerning uh, the shrubs. All right. A uh, couple of things that I'm going to uh, try to clarify. Number one, um, number one, all plants change their leaves. Uh, evergreen plants drop their leaves and put new leaves on. 
your Nellie R. Stevens Hollies, you, you will notice in the next uh, four to six weeks, we'll drop all of last year's leaves and we'll have brand new leaves. And so uh, when you say you want evergreens because you need something that won't be making a mess, right. or whatever, in the pool, uh, there is no plant that's going to be completely litter-free. I don't want okay. to recommend something to you and then have you say, well, I, I said I don't want anything that will, will drop its leaves because there is sure. no plant that's evergreen. Okay. Uh, I also want to say that in the in the great winter of 2021, uh, February of 2021, when mm-hmm. all the plants cratered because of the, not, I say all in, in quotes, uh, because of the extreme cold, the hero plants of all time, that came out the other side in the black, heavy, gumbo, caliche-ridden, black clay gumbo of the Metroplex were the hollies. Nothing looked as good on the other side of the cold as the hollies. I have all clay in my landscape, and I have probably three or 400 hollies in our rural landscape. Um, I, I have a lot of other plants as well, and a lot of mine fared quite well, but a lot of them didn't. But the hollies, all I lost one holly out of three or four hundred plants, um, and and Nellie R. Stevens hollies can handle bad soils, probably better than any shrub that you could plant. I don't want you to discount okay. them because of that. Okay. However, okay. six to eight feet is is way too short for them. If you need something that short, you need uh, willow leaf holly, uh, would be would be better. Now you might want to examine what's down. Two feet down, you might have a shelf of of rock or something else that would be keeping them from getting a good start. Uh, sometimes, and I'm about to take a, a an Oakland holly out that is in a, a cor- at the corner of our house. I was looking at some photos of uh, it from about five years ago, and it looked better then than it does now, which is never a good sign. Mm-hmm. It right. looked a lot better then, and. Uh, Part of the reason is that it's had, uh, well, uh, it doesn't matter what it is, but sometimes plants just are not in a good spot and, and they go downhill. Sometimes we let them get too dry, which I think may be part of the problem in this case. The sprinklers go both directions away from it, and I don't think they were getting it as much water as it wanted. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm redoing that whole corner of our house. I mean, major redo, about a 40-foot redo, and, um, and that will be one of the things that gets changed. Um, but I would, I would very much recommend hollies for you. Uh, if you need okay. something four or five feet tall, dwarf Burford, if you need six to eight or nine feet tall, maybe 10, then uh, willow leaf. If you need something uh, 10 okay. to 15 feet, then L.A.R. Stevens. Uh, Yopon okay. would go in there, uh, if you want something tall and, and, uh, uh, smaller, you know, finer texture. Um, and there are others, but and Oakland is is great. Oakland is a wonderful holly. They look Oakland. beautiful across okay. uh, all of North Texas. Uh, if you want some other things, I can recommend them to you. But those are the, and those how, are how tall do the Oakland get? Oakland's will get. They're slower growing. And Mary Nell is another one. Uh, Oakland is a child of Mary Nell. It has its habits. Uh, they will get uh, ten to fifteen feet tall, but it will take a little longer for them to get there. You'd want to buy a larger one to start with. Or okay. larger ones, okay. but they're beautiful. Those are those are the six or seven uh, home run uh, screening shrubs. Uh, anything other than those, uh, thinking if I'm leaving anything out that I'll regret later. Anything other than those will have an asterisk. Uh, either it's going to have some cold problems, or it's going to be too fast and it's going to get aggressive, or it has major disease problems like the red tips. Do you surely don't want those? Uh, Japanese use freeze, and they're out. Um, wax myrtles are dreadful, so they're out. They they die, which is kind of a downer. <laughs> yes, there's quite a, quite a few of those around in yeah. pecan, and they don't look that great right they now. They don't. Not they at all. really. They really. <laughs> they go. They right. start dying the day they're planted, and they they quit right. dying the day they die. Right. Um, regular okay. standard abelia is good, but it just doesn't hold up compared to the others are there some others that you want me to pass judgment on maybe i'm forgetting okay well i think that's good to maybe maybe the nellies maybe i just need to think about planting them a little closer together you know no, doing that. no you plant them two-thirds as far apart as you want them to grow 
And okay. so if you want them eight feet tall, you'd plant them uh, five or six feet apart. But, oh, okay. but that's too that's too close uh, unless you're planning on pruning them a lot. Uh, I have I have a couple of Nellie R. Stevens hollies that are uh, uh, 15 feet tall, and and I've never mm-hmm. pruned them, and don't mm-hmm. intend to. So that's right. really how how you'd want them to grow. You'd be better off with willow leaf holly, which also is called needlepoint, but it's not prickly. Also needlepoint. Okay, I'll, I will check that out. The, All right, the willow leaf. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you the, so your much. Your biggest I, key, your biggest key to success, and I'm a parting word for you on the hollies. Okay. Biggest key to success is uh, to uh, water them by hand for their first couple of years. What happens to them is the same thing that happened to that Oakland that I mentioned, or oak leaf, they're very similar, uh, is that I let it get too dry one time the first couple of years I had it, and it never fully recovered. And a lot of people do that because hollies do not wilt, and so you've got to water them by hand every second day, uh, or at the least often every third day for their first couple of growing seasons. Because okay. they'll 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 you'll lose them or you'll get them where they're wounded and and uh, they just can't recover. Just won't so recover. Okay. Happen. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Well, thank you so much. That You're welcome. Great help. That was a good workout. Appreciate the call, Fred thank in you. Bedford. You'll be coming up right after this break. My book is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Somewhere either on page ninety-eight or nine, and page one forty-three. One of those two pages has a photo of one of our big Nelly or Stevens hollies at our house in our backyard. It is your go-to garden reference, self-published, so I could finally have the book that I wanted in the first place because I didn't want I self-published so I wouldn't have to work with committees and have people dictate to me what the book could and couldn't have. Uh, Carolyn Skye, my editor, and Cindy Smith, graphic designer, and I could make those decisions ourselves. It covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas, lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit, and vegetables. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is uh, that calendar, 48 pages of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants that you're growing. Chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I worked a month on each one of those chapters. And uh, I will guarantee your satisfaction on this book, or I'll refund every penny that you uh, invest in it. It's only $36.95 plus tax and postage because it is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. There are no middle people with their hands out on this one. It comes directly from our house to your mailbox. 344 pages, 840 photos on high-quality paper. It's a hardback printed in Texas. I didn't want to have it printed in China. I'm even more happy now, right now, currently, that I didn't have it printed in China. Uh, so, and like I say, I sign every copy as it sells. There are two ways you can order it. One is by going to my website. One is by calling my office. The office phone number, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Dot com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. All right. Thank you very, very much. 
That What a great day to go to Whiskey Stone there, Monday through Saturday, but what a beautiful Saturday it is. Let's get on out there. Let me tell you about Sunburst Shutters right now. Let them come to your home and bring samples of their product to your windows, to hold up in your windows, to show you how beautiful they would look in your windows, and then you'll say, I think I want some of those. And uh, they'll then measure your windows and tell you what it would cost, and you'll say, that is a bargain, and um, then the uh, the rest will be history. They make uh, they, they will go back to the factory, their warehouse, and they will make them window by window by window for your specific windows. It's a really neat deal, because that way... Your shutters are made specifically for the openings in your home, not uh, for uh, uh, not just a general opening size. That's why they fit so perfectly. That's why they're so light tight. That's why they're so energy efficient. Well, there's another factor in that, and that is that they're made of polywood, a man-made material designed specifically for shutter application. Polywood doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. It's termite-proof. It is made to last a lifetime and beyond. They are uh, just gorgeous. We have them. I have an 11-year uh, history of, of saying these are beautiful because that's how long we've been loving ours. They operate so easily. You're going to like them a lot. I hope you'll give them a call and let them come out and, and show you how uh, how they would look in your windows. 214-343-2601. Sunburst shutters made of polywood are also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. Sunburstshutters.com. Oh, these are plantation-style shutters, by the way. Two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, and big four-and-a-half inch louvers. Oh, they're gorgeous. 214 343 2601 sunburstshutters.com I'm Mark Siriai from Mr. C's Ace Hardware in Hearst. When you need reliable, localized help in great lawn and garden products, outdoor power equipment, or hardware for your home, come see us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Mark, very, very much. And we go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Fred in Bedford, as promised. Fred, this is Neil. Good afternoon. How are you? Thanks for I'm taking well. my call. Sure. My question is, uh, there's a lot of grass, uh, or I call it grass, in my yard, and uh, I mow yards and other people's yards. I grew up in the country, and we called it winter grass. Our cows loved it. We called it winter grass, but it came up in the spring. And uh, it's, it seems like the, the pre-emergent is not taking care of that. I've been very diligent for many years with the pre-emergent in the first of September, in the middle of March type deal, you know, and it just doesn't seem to take care of the uh, this green, what I call winter grass. It's not really a weed. It's just a little grass that'll be gone when it gets hot in the summertime every year. But is there something to take care of that? Or do you, are you familiar with that? I I don't know if he's there or not. He's gone. No, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm here. I had my. I was. I've been coughing because of allergies. I had my mic off. I'm sorry. Oh, yes, okay. I heard everything That's... you said. It was only my mic, not my headphones. I heard. <laughs> okay. Uh, no what problem. Are you, what are you? I'm trying to figure out what you're calling winter grass because there are a lot of weed grasses in the winter. Uh, well, please, it... no. Hang on a second. How tall okay. is this? How tall is this? Uh, well, it will get a couple of inches tall, you right. know. And, uh, and does not, it have in April then, does it have just hundreds of seed heads? No, 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 no. It's not that, uh, what is that, spurge or? Uh, no, no, or, that's annual no. bluegrass. That's poa annual. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, poa annual. It, no, it's not that, no. All right. Uh, this is just a, it doesn't have any seed head or anything on it. It's All just right. a hang on, hang on. I, I've got it. Hang on, I've got to identify it before I can help you. So I'm trying to give you a couple of descriptions. Um, does it does it form a rosette? Does it form a a big clump, a big dark green clump? No, that's what I'm saying. No clumps. It's just a it's just a grass, kind of like a, a Bermuda grass. It's just a kind of a single blade that comes up there, and uh, it's green. It, it comes up every year. On the farm, we loved it. Our cows loved uh, it. Fred, no need to go back over all that. I yeah. heard all of it. I got okay. it. Okay. 
but I have to know what does the I've got to know what the flower head looks like. It has to bloom at some point or it can't propagate itself. Well, I, I don't know. I have never seen it I've never seen it bloom. I've okay. I've never seen anything but a but green grass, you know. What does it first look like when it germinates, when it comes up? Uh, green. It's just small, and it gets. If you let it go, it just gets a little bit taller. All right. You know. Well, and that so. that isn't a whole lot to go on. I gotta. gotta I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I just. You know. Let but me it, let me help you. Hang on just a second, and let me help you to the best of my ability, based on what little bit I have to go with here. Uh, there are uh, there are three common grasses that come up. Uh, and show up in the cold in the cool weather there are others but there are three that are 98 percent of what we see one of them you've already ruled out and I, I respect that and that would be annual bluegrass poa annua let me tell other people what that one looks like it comes up in uh, in lawns and is about to become just a terribly obnoxious weed with hundreds of seed heads it appears per clump it's a medium green or light green grass and the whole thing's about the size of a tennis ball or a little bit larger looks like a very miniature uh, uh, plant of pampas grass that's annual bluegrass or poa annua uh, of all things that's what's used in golf greens at uh, pebble beach i haven't figured that part out at all for the life of me okay so that's annual bluegrass we've ruled that one out the most common weed that I'm asked about, if it isn't annual bluegrass, by far, is rescue grass. Rescue grass is what most people call winter grass. And rescue grass is a, I, I don't think this is what you're describing, but it makes a clump about the size of a, a, oh, a luncheon plate or so, or dinner plate. And it's dark green, single clump. There are no runners with rescue grass. When it finally does produce its seed heads, uh, they will look like your hand folded in prayer. It's very flattened. And when you rub them between your index finger and your thumb, they will go one direction only. They, they go up grain. And that's how my dad, who was the, the weed control specialist for Texas A&M, that's how he showed me when I was six years old how to identify rescue grass. And when I was mowing yards for a living as a, seventh grader eighth grader ninth grader uh, getting college money that was how i identified rescue grass for people uh, and then the third one is ryegrass which is very common and it usually does not bloom in lawns because we mow it too often and it never has a chance to go to seed uh, so those are the three and all of them are controlled by use of a pre-emergent weed killer between the 25th of august and the 5th of september when they when when people tell me that a pre-emergent has not worked properly it it's usually one of two reasons either they didn't hit the time right they got it applied too late and the weeds had already germinated they don't show up very well at that time but they're out there they've already sprouted or secondly they they didn't germinate uh, on time because of drought the people put the granules out and and then either a heavy rain came and, and the granules were washed away or the granules just didn't get watered in properly and, and the whole thing broke down. It didn't work properly. But that's the best answer I can give you, and I'm way behind my schedule now because we tried to figure out what the weed was. And so that's all I can do to help. That's the best I can do. What I would suggest is let it grow and and somewhere off to the side, let one of them go without being mowed and see if you can get some seed heads from it and take a photo of that. That's going to be your best way. So that's a five-minute answer because I didn't know what the plant was. I appreciate your call, and I'm sorry I couldn't help more. Hopefully that was of some help. Let me get into my tiny garden tip here, and, and we'll, uh, we'll try to help. Uh, Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. This is a great company. You know, we had hail come through Collin County the other night, and I know some other areas did too. And I'll bet Wortham Brothers is busily getting calls. I'm not sure, but what I may be making a call here myself. We'll let the, the crowds call through because we have a roof and it's intact, but not sure but what there might have been some damage. This is Texas Premier Roofing Company, serving the entire North Texas area with the finest in roofing since 1986. You know how many roofs they've put on? 100,000. Isn't that something? 
all kinds of roofs, composition, clay and concrete tile, metal, slate, new or residential re-roofing. They do it all. They do flat roofs. They did our roof. Now, if you have hail or wind damage, or if you just are fearful that you might have had, you need to contact Wortham Brothers and let them go up on your roof and take a look. And if you have had damage, they will identify that for you, quantify that for you, and, uh, and, and take photos and come down and show you what they have observed. They know what they're looking for. Have your roof inspected before you try to sell your house this spring or before you uh, uh, change insurance carriers. Anytime that you're concerned, let Wortham Brothers come take a look for you. They are the roofing company that's built on integrity, quality, and innovation. They are the roofing company I'm proud to recommend. They are the roofing company that's been on the Sperry roof. And I'm proud to tell you that I'm happy to stand alongside them. Call them today, 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. It's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972-562-5788. When you wake up. Crisis at the border. When you work. Reopening our economy. When you drive home. This escalation of violence. What's happening right now. All day. Update your day at the top and bottom of each hour. Keep myself as updated as possible. On Real News and Information, 570-KLIF-KLIF.com. KLIF, Niels Ray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer directly to your email. It goes out on Thursday nights just a little after 6 p.m. You'll always have a featured plant of the week. You'll always have a featured question of the week, something that has been asked repeatedly. And you will always have a, uh, a segment, a, a piece that's called Gardening This Weekend, where I point out the 10 or 15 things that are most critical to for you to get done in the following three or four days for that weekend. And there will be two other stories of uh, varying topics. That's what you'll find in eGardens each Thursday evening. It's free and always will be. We've done it for 18 years and I'll never spam you, nor will I give or sell your email address to anybody. You want to see what it looks like? Go to my website. That's where you sign up for it. That's at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. That's where you buy my book also. And you click on the eGardens tab, and you can see what it looks like and sign up all at the same time. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. Well, this has to do with one of the fastest, uh, one of the most asked questions I'm ever asked. It has to do with Neil. What is a good fast-growing shade tree? And I always tell people those terms are mutually exclusive. There is no fast-growing shade tree that is good. They all have fatal flaws. You name the fast-growing tree, I'll tell you two or three things that will take it to the bottom of the ocean. It will cause it to die young and a hard life. You don't want fast growth. Just like when you buy a new car. Uh, you remember when you used to buy new cars? <laughs> remember that? <laughs> That's when we could do that. Well, you uh, you didn't want to know how fast this will go. You wanted to know how long will this last me, and will the wheels all stay on, and will the steering wheel stay in place, and you know things like that. Will the paint fly off? Those are kind of important, too, aren't they? Well, with a with a shade tree, you want to know how long it will live and how pretty is it, and is it insect and disease resistant? Does it like the soil here? Will it freeze? Those are kind of important. And then all of a sudden you realize, how fast does this thing grow is not the most important uh, decision uh, to make. You want quality. Buy for quality. Talk to your nursery dealer about the best quality tree. Don't worry just about speed of growth. That's our tiny garden tip. I have tips like that in Neil Sperry's eGardens. Go to neilsperry.com and take a look. Well, all right. We're having to ad lib the uh, tiny garden tips today because the uh, computer system isn't allowing Mike access to them. Oh, go figure. I think it's pouting in the corner. Ace, it's fixed. It just got fixed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thanks for telling me. 
Uh, the uh, Ace Hardware people bring this program to you both hours, hour one, hour two. And uh, Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And uh, KLIF is the place with the helpful engineer who came in on a Saturday and got us all fixed up. My program is sponsored by your locally owned North Texas Ace Retail Hardware Store. Local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure you get everything you need. And uh, they have a special going on right now at North Texas Ace uh, Hardware Stores. And you'll find a great deal on Ortho Weed Clear for lawns. Uh, this is sale priced at ten ninety nine, but you can save three fifty more with your Ace Rewards card. You pay only seven forty nine with a limit of two. It kills more than two hundred fifty common lawn weeds, including dandelions, clover, poison ivy, chickweed, and dollar weed. See the product label for the complete weed list. That's quite a list. It contains three proven ingredients that target common lawn weeds, so it won't harm your grass when used as directed. There are three ways to purchase it. Ready to spray hose in concentrate, ready to use trigger sprayer, or the concentrate. That is, and this is what used to be called Weed Be Gone, it is uh, Ortho Weed Clear for lawns. Ortho Weed Clear for lawns on sale with your Ace Rewards card for just seven forty nine, limit of two. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community. No matter where you are or what you're working on, Ace is the place with people who can show you the way. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. It's a non-stop news cycle. It's uh, really, like, brings me joy to think that... Um, so many people want Ukraine to win this war and not Russia. They found hundreds of gallons of gas being pumped into an actual gas pump on the property. Police confiscated a truck with a large plastic tank in the back filled with what they said was stolen gas. Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information 570 KLIF. Stop by my website, if you will. You'll find lots of things there. That's where you can buy my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It's uh, one of two ways you can get the book. The other is called my office, uh, but uh, not in stores, not on Amazon. Uh, my website is also where you find my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions, which now I think is up to 1030. It's also where you can uh, sign up for Neil Sperry's eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Uh, you'll also find uh, archived information I've just left in place about Rose Rosette virus and a lot of other things. All of that and so much more waiting for you right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Mike, very, very much. Let's go to Lisa in Fort Worth this afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. And yes, allergies are getting us all, I think, right now. Oh, it's killing me. Yeah. Yeah, me too, for about a month. But I, I know you're short of time, so I'll try to be quick. I have a couple of quickies if you could do it. Sure. Have I missed that window of time to cut back my hydrangeas and my roses? I know I'm late. What type of hydrangeas? Oh, goodness, just the, oh, I knew you'd ask me that. It's, it's just the ones that you see everywhere with the pink blooms and... If you said it, I'd know it, but I can't think of the name. Well, of those moment. are those are mophead hydrangeas, yeah. and those are those are pruned right after they bloom. So, no, okay. you haven't missed that one at all. You're way early. I mean, you missed it by ten months. Oh, <laughs> so okay. You're, you're okay on that one, and um, if you were to prune them during the winter, like we do a lot of our shrubs. Uh, you would be removing the the primordial flower buds, so you don't want to prune those during the dormant season. Uh, the uh, roses, um, you may you may be pretty late. Roses are pruned normally by Valentine's Day, by the middle of February, sometime between the tenth and twentieth of February. Let me let me fine tune that a little bit. Uh, but if they're really rangy and have gotten way too large then go ahead and prune them now. It's just, uh, it's really going to delay the bloom. Now, that's an answer that I have not given for 12 years. 
because for 12 years we've had nothing but rose rosette questions, the disease that makes roses look so bad. And uh, you need to make sure that you don't have rose rosette, because if you do, you need to take the roses out. If your roses are healthy and vigorous, which is pretty rare in the Metroplex, um, but if they are healthy and vigorous, then the, the, the pruning would be necessary. And, of course, you prune them back by 50%, and each cut is made right above a bud that faces away from the center of the plant. Okay. We were planning to put our pre-emergent down tomorrow. Have I missed that window of time? And if not, when should I water it in? Uh, you're you're okay on timing, uh, only because uh, uh, because the uh, the cold spells that we had in late February and early March delayed everything by ten days. Uh, so you can go ahead and put it out tomorrow, and then you water it immediately after you put it out. I got it. Well, I was just if you've got a moment, I was in Callaway a couple of weeks ago, and they had two gorgeous. I call them weeping willows. I could not understand the name on it. I had to get someone to help me. One was blooming, one was not. But I've heard that willows do not do that well in this area. Is that correct? You're talking. You're talking about the scientific name was was odd. Salix babylonica. I believe that was it. It was a monrovia. I would be. I would be surprised. I won't guarantee that they wouldn't uh, have weeping willows, but I'd be surprised if uh, if if Callaways would bring weeping willows in from California or Oregon. That's where Monrovia is. Right. Uh, that that's a long ways to transport them. Weeping willows, per se, by the scientific name I gave you, Salix babylonica, uh, are are short-lived trees. They're in that fast-growing category that I referred to in my garden tip a minute ago. They yeah. they. They have a real problem with uh, cottonwood borers and with cotton root rot. Oh, goodness. Okay. I'll stay away but from I, that. But I don't know that that's what they had because uh, I I just would be surprised if Monrovia would ship that far. They're, they're I not that, thought it was like Chinese or something. I don't know. I couldn't remember. I don't know what it would have been. Yeah, I've been in Callaway several times in the last couple of weeks, but I haven't, haven't paid attention to those. Okay, sir. Well, thank you so very You're much. You're welcome. Have a good afternoon. Thanks for calling very much. Let me get my last break in, and then uh, John and Trophy Club, and I could use another call or two because we do not have our pastor. My pastor uh, here this afternoon is doing a wedding, and um, uh, so I could use another call or two, 888-787-KLIF. Uh, generally, uh, Pastor Tommy Brummett from our church, I give him a a, a We'll call it an ad. It's kind of a promo for our church in exchange for a nice birding feature. It's a good deal for both of us. And uh, the birding feature, a bird of his choice, uh, and I'm sure he'll be back next week unless some other pastoral obligation comes up. Um, so uh, we'll go ahead and take our break, and then we'll come back and hopefully get another caller to 888-787-5543. John and Trophy Club, stay there. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. This is my uh, my latest book, now in its fifth printing, and I'd love to get one in your hands. If you don't have it, you need it, I think. Let me be the judge of that. I'll spend your money for you. It's only thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. I will guarantee your satisfaction with this book, or I'll refund every penny. 74000 sold to date and not one request for a refund. So I feel pretty, pretty confident that uh, you'll be satisfied with it. Uh, it has 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, and then the other 10 chapters kind of refer back to that chapter. It's kind of the, the rule book of all the other 10 chapters. Chapter 2 is a calendar, a 48-page calendar, four pages per month, and then the, the perpetual calendar tells you what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in your landscape and in your garden for each uh, uh, each uh, month of the year. Chapters 3 through 11, I spent a month doing each one of these chapters. Trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and fruit and vegetables. It's all in there for every county in the state of Texas. And uh, 840 photographs, 344 pages, and I had it printed in San Antonio by Clear Visions, not in China. At that time, I just wanted to be able to go to the uh, press checks 
There are, I think, 42 press checks involved in the printing of the book, but I didn't want to go to China to do so. Now I am very happy I didn't print in China for a lot of reasons. book is not in stores and not on Amazon. I sign every copy as it sells, and uh, your satisfaction, as I mentioned, is fully guaranteed. Thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage. The book will pay for itself by the end of this springtime, or uh, you're welcome to ask for your money back. That's how confident I am. Order it from neilsperry.com or call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. That's at uh, uh, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way, however, is to order right now while you're thinking about it at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Nobody will do you a better foundation repair job than Advanced Foundation Repair. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is very affordable. They invite you to give them a call. 214-333-0003. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of your house. Do what we did. Call Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. 214-333-0003. Advanced foundation repair hello friends this is tommy brummett pastor of first united methodist church in downtown mckinney inviting you to join us for lent and easter in person and online we have devotionals bible studies service opportunities and worship services you can find those at our website at sharingtheheart.org first united methodist church where the love of god is proclaimed and all are welcome. Thank you, Tommy, very, very much. Uh, just a repeat of what I told you an hour ago. Tommy is uh, doing Pastor Tommy. Sorry. He's just a very good friend, and I get a little too informal, don't I? Uh, he is uh, performing a wedding this afternoon, so he will not join us for a, a birding feature. Hopefully he'll be back next week. Um, maybe, hopefully, he'll be doing another wedding. Nothing wrong with that. Let me tell you about Arborological Services right now. The, these folks are the experts that your trees deserve. It doesn't get any better than the great work of Arborological Services. They have 12 uh, International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. That is the association of the uh, tree care industry. And when you have somebody that is a certified arborist, that means that they really know what they are doing. And each crew of arborological services is led out into the field by a certified arborist. Now, they have plant uh, college-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters on their team. And every week or so, they get together for uh, an hour or two around their big conference table, and they discuss all of their projects that they're working on with their crews. That is a, a meeting that is fun to listen to. They do complete tree management. Of course, you would expect that of them. But they also do heroic things, saving of historic trees and a consultation in construction where people don't want to do damage to their trees when they're adding on to their home or building a new driveway. They also do uh, any kind of uh, damage assessment and appraisal and cabling and bracing and a lightning arrest and all the rest of it. They are serious about trees. Phone number for Arborological Services, 866 552 7267. That's 866-552-7267 on the web, arborological.com, Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter, at The Tree Experts, and again, the phone number, 866-552-7267. Let's do that one more time. 866-552-7267. It's Arborological Services. I'm Bill Jablonowski from Jabo's Ace Hardware in Keller, Capel, and Fort Worth. We're your source for those great home improvement and lawn and garden products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Bill. He is uh, he is really good in the hardware business. Now, there's another store uh, now, and I will be doing some new recordings, and we'll get that one all detailed for you. Let's go to John in Trophy Club. John, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hi, Neil. 
hey, you've done a great job on the garden tips today. Good job, man. All right. <laughs> we eked our way through it. Thank you, sir. You did. Well, hey, I've got a uh, uh, what I believe is an Adam's needle-type yucca in my backyard. Um, I had some behind a uh, water um, uh, waterfall behind the pool, and I took that out a couple of years ago. And I've noticed I'm out there constantly have to, having to cut down the little shooters that are popping up. And I've got a much larger one near the house. And I, that thing is so sharp, it pricks me every time I walk within 10 feet of it, it seems. Ooh. And I wanted to uh, get that out of there and i wasn't sure what the best way to do it because it's kind of it, it's between a, a little wrought iron fence and the house and some shrubs back there so it's not easy access so wanted to get your thoughts on how to get that thing out without having to constantly go back and tend to the shooters that are popping up from the roof well that is that is tough i don't know that i have a a loctite guaranteed surefire way um can you get some kind of a pole saw under the fence or through the through the fence? Absolutely. I've got access to the trunk that goes down, and I can definitely saw it out and pull it out, right. um, you know, to get the main body of what exists now. I just wanted – I didn't know if I needed to use some stump killer or well, that's, things online. Yeah, I don't about know about stump solid. killer, but I would, I would probably, if you can get in there and macerate the, the stump enough that you could pour um, – it's a. It's not a grass, obviously. It's and I. I guess it would have to uh, qualify as a broadleaf plant. Normally, we wouldn't use a broadleaf weed killer spray on it because the leaves are so incredibly fibrous. But uh, I would probably pour a broadleaf weed killer on it uh, out of a container just at full strength. Uh, get the concentrate and just pour it right onto that macerated stump. If you can't get in there with an axe to chop it up and and soften it up then i would drill into it if you can get a portable drill in uh, okay. and and uh, make some reservoirs and just pour into those i, I think that's probably what i would would uh, do and and hopefully they'll be carried out into the root system and would kill out okay i, I, I think it's going to be a challenge because it is so tenacious and once they send out the the sprouts they're pretty much uh, on their own sure uh, yeah sure but that's that's okay. what I would probably uh, do for starters. Okay. Well, I'll try the full strength. Um, um, Don't get it all over the ground. Just put it on the stump. Yeah. Just on the stump. That's the thing. And right in front of it, I've got my onion patch there. Just, well, that may yeah, that may need to change, or else you need to wait until you harvest the onions. Nothing wrong with that. If I guess if you could, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't cut it until you're ready to put the broadleaf weed killer on it uh, because you don't want to get the root sprouts coming up any sooner. As soon as you cut it, they're going to be tempted to do that. Hey, i got to run. I'm out of time, but hopefully that'll help. Jeff in Rockwell, to kill blue stem, I assume you're talking about KR blue stem. Um, and for that, mowing and fertilizing your permanent grass is going to be your best bet. You're going to have to spot treat probably with a glyphosate-only weed killer if you have a clump of it here or there. Folks, thanks for listening. Tune in WBAP tomorrow morning, 8 to 10. Happy gardening.